It's an honor to be here this morning, and thank you for inviting me. Um, you know, I looked around. I love looking around when I go to a church for the first time, and I was looking at the gentleman at the back of me, and he was really thankful to be here this morning. I saw. I. 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 I I, I love music, and Pastor Tafara knows I love music. Where's the musos? At the, I, the guys that play. I love music. I have, I, I'm, I'm very particular when it comes to music and sound. When I go into a church, I want to be participate with the music and the sound, and I. So, well done, musos. Yeah. <laughs> I'm extremely particular. You may be seated. I think I should take because I'm a very animated type of speaker. Uh, you see, it, it, oh, it says, come prepare. prepare. I have my lap, my iPad, my Bible, my... Woo! <laughs> and... I always make notes as well because you never know if there's no going to be Wi-Fi or connection or blackout or down, <laughs> whatever. So you, you come prepared. Thank you again, once again, for inviting me. It is an honor to be here celebrating with you all for the second year. Yeah. I, thought, I thought you guys have been going forever. <laughs> that's, that's good if you can think they've been going forever. Right? And it's awesome to celebrate two years in ministry. And I started off by writing every single thank you to the Father on your behalf. But that was not going to be my message for you this morning. I came with a very special message from the Lord. And I think what Pastor Tafara hasn't said and he hasn't shared with you, I was anointed by Brother Copeland as a prophet. So I'm not a preacher. I'm a prophet of God. And I'm not one of those prophets that goes and say, I'm a prophet. <laughs> I'm a prophet of God. I expect the Lord to operate. Amen? At all times. And it's not my gifting, it's the Lord's gifting. So it operates. And I said to the Holy Spirit this morning, Does Tafara and... People know what they've done when they say, as the Holy Spirit leads. <laughs> and I said to the Holy Spirit, I had, she had a talk with him at 4 o'clock. Hello, Lloyd. How are you? Um, he knows me well. Um, do they tell them, Lloyd? <laughs> Anyway, um, I had a talk with the Holy Spirit this morning at 4 o'clock. I've been pre preparing for your church for a long time. I do not just bring messages that I, it's not for your church. I don't repeat messages as well. Because I ask the Lord, what is it that that church needs at this time? And then he will talk through me and he will talk to me and tell me exactly what the church needs at the time. Or someone in that church needs. I do not repeat. I have maybe hundreds of sermons just for a specific church. When they invite me, it is just for that church. 
And I said to the Holy Spirit this morning, Sir, you know they gave me 40 minutes. They gave us 40 minutes, right? I, I said, So please behave. <laughs> please behave. And follow protocol this morning. Follow protocol. He says to me, Okay, they say, as I lead, so let me lead you. Oh, hallelujah. Father, we thank you for this day. We give you honor and praise that this is still the day that the Lord has made, and we are glad and rejoice in you this morning. And we thank you that the joy of the Lord is our strength. And when we are strengthened, we are able to resist the enemy. We glorify you, Father, that you are the good shepherd. You lead us in ways that we should be going. And Father, you lead us by the still water. By the still water, Lord. And I thank you that you have led Faith Hill for the past two years, Father. And Father, that you are their God and no other God. And Father, that you are in control of this church. And not men, but you, Lord. And Father, they clearly hear what the Spirit of the Lord is saying to them this morning and every day. And a stranger's voice they will not follow. We thank you, Lord God, that you, O God, are the one that they listen to. And they have ears to hear. And not only do they have ears to hear, but they obey as the Lord. Thus saith the Lord when they hear, no, it is your voice. They are your, the sheep of your fold, Father God. And therefore, Father, I know that they are blessed. They are blessed in their coming in and going out. And everything their hands touch, it is blessed in the name of Jesus. Father, that they are known in the city. And they are known in their suburbs because the blessing of the Lord surrounds them. The blessing of the Lord goes before Faith Hill, the community Faith Hill. And it opens doors on their behalf that no man can shut. No demon in hell will be able to snatch them from your hands. In Jesus' name, amen. Take control, Lord Jesus, take control. Let me only say the words that I hear my father say this morning. And all of you and none of me. And let me bring them Christ and not Chris. In Jesus' name, amen. Hallelujah. How do you even begin to display a heart of gratitude to the one who is faithful, to the one who is loving, to the one who is caring? You simply say thank you. You simply say thank you. So we are grateful this morning for the hand of the Lord upon Faith Hill, for the hand of the Lord upon the elders. Thank you for having, these are the elders, right? Are these the elders? Are these the elders? How are you, my brother? How you beautiful ladies. It's good to see that you're still with Pastor Tafara and Lady Chipo. It's good to see some new faces around here as well. Um, I know the word that I have is for such a time as this. I know that the Lord has spoken. And I've wrote, written a few psalms down for you all this morning. Verses from psalms, and that's how I'm going to start. And then I'm going to talk about... Yeah. Yulia. I wrote, Oh, come, let us sing for joy to the Lord. Let us shout joyfully to the rock of our salvation. 
Let us come into His presence with thanksgiving. Let us make a joyful noise to Him with songs of praise. For the Lord is great, is a great God and a great King. Hallelujah. Above all gods, Psalms 95, 1-3. Enter His gates with thanksgiving and His courts with praise. Give thanks to Him. Bless His name for the Lord is good. You can see I'm a musical. I love music. I love praises. I love worshipping the Lord. And Lloyd knows because he knows where he comes from. And if I came into that church and they sang anything that didn't line up with the word of God, I stopped them. <laughs> Serious. Give thanks to the Lord for he is good. His love endures for self. Forever, Psalm 118.29. Psalm 9, Psalm 9, verse 1. I will give thanks to you, Lord, with all my heart. I will tell of all your wonderful deeds. I will give to the Lord the thanks due to his righteousness. And I will sing praises to the name of the Lord, the Most High. You find that in Psalm 7.17. And then in Colossians 2.7. Let your roots grow down into him. And let your lives be bold on him. Then your faith will grow strong in the truth you were taught and you will overflow with thankfulness. So many of us have had, I've heard Pastor Tapara said that some of you had jobs, received jobs. Some of you got cars. That's the perks of being in the blessing. That's not the blessing. Let us not misunderstand. That is not the blessing. That's the perks of being in the blessing. Some of you have been, gave birth. Where's my baby? Amen. Um, some of you have, have overcome whatever you've overcome. And so often, towards the end of the year, we actually forgot where the Lord has brought us from. We are so inclined to forget where He has brought us from. Like Tapa, Pastor Tafara said, that we focus on what we are going through now. I think he said it. I know he said it. He says we complain. We complain and we focus on, I'm hurting you, I need Dettol. <laughs> I need some Dettol. I need this, that, the other. Because we forget that he's a good God. That's who he is. And he's, that's his character. He cannot deny himself. And he desires for us to operate only in the blessing and to be seated in him, in him. Nowhere else but to be seated in him. And that's where he wants us to sit. So often we talk about the giants that we are about to slay, but we forget about the giant that we carry with us. He says he will never leave you nor forsake you. He will not leave you hopeless, helpless or without support. He says he is with you every step of the way. That's the God we serve. He says, I'm the good shepherd. He says, my sheep knows my voice. Hallelujah. My sheep. Are you his sheep? He says, you know his voice and the voice of a stranger. You will not follow my brother. The voice of a stranger. Those voices that is talking to you about what are you going to do? Have you seen the economy? Have you seen the RAND? Have you noticed that there's 47 whatever percentage unemployment. Yeah. What, whose voice are you listening to this morning? Who do you allow to that speak into your life? Who do you give permission to speak into your life? 
Do you take authority over those voices and say, as for me and my house, we will serve the Lord. No matter what happens, we know that He is God. That our eyes are, our hearts are established and fixed upon the Lord. You know, when storms come, when storms come, that it, it, it causes so much havoc around us because we are focused upon the storm. Now I'm going to my summer. That was just the aperitif. That was just the aperitif. That was just the aperitif. That was just the appetizer. Okay? Now we're going to serve. And if you have to give my sermon or the teaching, I'm not a priest, I'm not a pastor. I, I said to Pastor Mark Hodgetts the other day that, um, you see, a pastor is like Pastor Tafara. They care. They have compassion. Oh, you can phone them anytime. They, you can phone him anytime and he will say, oh, how can I help you? How can I, what can I do for you? Uh, I'll be there. Wow, what do you want me to pray? That's the heart of a pastor. I'm not a pastor. Where pastors give like the good shepherd, they follow the, 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 the example of the good shepherd. He gives, he says, he leads me in green pastures. So the pastors give you soft grass to eat. I give you hay. And if you complain about your mouth is getting hurt, and I will ask you, how long have you spent time in prayer that you can come here with a complaint, that you do not know what the Word of God says about your situation? Go pray for yourself already. But I'm not a pastor. I'm not a pastor. Pastor will comfort pick you up, dust you off, do whatever. I put the plaster, rip it off and say, be healed in Jesus' name. <laughs> That's who I am. I've not been called to be a pastor. Right. Amen. So, I want to talk about raging storm at sea and amazing ministries who prevail. Raging storms at sea and amazing ministries who prevail. And this message is for this church. This message is for this church. And if you would, please come, go with me to the book of Mark. Are you still timing me? Go with me to the book of Mark, the fourth chapter. And let us read from verse 35 to 41. The book of Mark. Could somebody put the Bible up there for me? Because I couldn't bring my Bible. <laughs> let us read from verse 4, chapter 4, verse 35 to 41. Let us read. I want you all to read. Okay, let us read. If you, it's up there. On the same day, when evening had come, he said to them, Let us cross over to the other side. Now when they took him along, 
and a great windstorm rose, and the waves beat into this boat so that it was already filling. But he was asleep on a pillow, and they awoke him and said to him, Teacher, do you not care that we are perishing? Then he arose and rebuked the wind and said to the sea, Peace be still. And the wind ceased, and there was a great calm. But he said to them, Why are you so fearful? How is it that you have no faith? And they feared exceedingly and said to one another, Who can this be that even the wind and the sea obey him? Then they Who can this be that even the wind and the sea obey him? We've all heard someone preaching that to us. He said, come, let us go over onto the other side. And most of us think that Jesus knew the storm will hit them. Most preachers actually preach that he knew about the storm. Jesus didn't know about the storm. He just knew what his father said to him. His father said to him, go over onto the other side. Jesus was a man just like you and I. He trusted his father's words. When his father said he's going over onto the other side, he slept. He slept. He slept because he had the promise that no matter what happens in between, he will get to the other side. He will get to the other side. And so often we talk about what manner of man is this, that even the winds and the sea obeys him. Because when we are in the storm, we forget that we have the same authority we walk in the same authority that Jesus walked in whilst he was on this earth. We are able to rebuke the storms. We are able to rebuke the raging seas. But there's something that the Lord revealed to me. He said, when Jesus said, come, let's go on to the, over onto the other side. And he got into the big boat. A lot of small boats followed. A lot of small boats followed. What happened to those boats? Did they give up? Did they make it to the other side? Did, were they lost in the storm? Or did they quit and went back to what they know works for them? Did they go back to what they know feel comfortable in? Or were they lost in the storm? Not often do we ask, what happened to those little boats? Pastor Tapara heard, come let's go over onto the other side. The Lord started off with him in faith and said, we're going. We're going to go over onto the other side. But a lot of those little boats are no longer on the shore with him on the other side. Something else attracted them distracted them. 
They got swept away in the raging storms. They got swept away and could not exercise faith. Because they looked at the current situation and they thought, how did he hear that we're going over onto the other side? How did he hear that? How did he hear? And how is he so sure that we're going to make it to the other side? Because you were not there when God birthed this vision of faith hill into his heart. And as a church you would say, no matter what, I am going on to the other side on that shore with him. No matter what the storms, no matter what the trials, no matter what the tribulation, I know that he has heard from God to say, let's go over on to the other side. Because God does not expect the church to be at eagle's, eagles? eagle's nest all the time. God has a bigger vision for this church. Are you ready to say, I am going? No matter what the storm, no matter what the trials, no matter what the tribulation, I'm ready to go with Pastor Tafara and Lady Chippo to the other side. Because I know and believe that they've heard from God. I know and believe that they've been anointed and appointed. And God equipped those whom he calls. He doesn't call the equipped. He equipped those whom he calls. I can tell you guys about a testimony of myself. I'm the managing director of Kenneth Copeland Ministries Africa. I'm the only woman on the board. I'm only black on the board. I'm the only African on that board. And when I was called, people might have looked and said, how, why, where, what? But God equipped me. And I knew that he has called me. I knew that he has called me. And he would equip me. I remember going to the States and they said to me, A woman? Out of all that men, he couldn't find a man to say yes. I said, I suppose he did go to and fro. And all the men he spoke to said no. I said, but this man said yes. This man in a female suit said yes. I said, and if you have a problem with that, take it up with him. Don't take it up with me. Take it up with him. I just said, just as I am. Just as I am. And he equipped me. Then I get the question as well, how does the man in Africa, you know, African men are stopping. <laughs> African men are, you know the things that they say about our men and about Africa. And I said, when God has graced you, even those chiefs, chiefs in the tribal village of Côte d'Ivoire will bow. If God has graced you, 
And you know that it was him that said, come, let's go over onto the other side. Doesn't matter who you are. They will not bow to you, but they will bow to the God that you serve. Because they would recognize Christ. It doesn't matter if it's in a prison or in a palace. They recognize grace. They recognize grace. But what does the church do? We forget that we have the same authority to go over onto the other side. We forget that he has equipped us to speak to the storms in our lives. We go from this fool to that fool instead of the throne. We share with, hey, Cece, hey, if I can tell you now what I'm going through, it is tough. You just don't know, want to know what I'm going through right now. Hey, instead of going to the master and just open your heart to him and tell him this is where I am at right now but you understand because you say that you knew me in my mother's womb and you not know that there's no end without a beginning and no beginning without an end and you knew about this day before the foundation of the earth but I know God that you have made a way because Jesus said on the cross it is finished it is finished and everything I need, you have already provided for. I'm a son of the Most High God. And not a beggar. Not a slave or a servant. Sons sit. Slaves stand. And we are seated in heavenly places. We are seated in heavenly places. Seated in Jesus Christ. And for often we forget our sonship. Because we are so focused on the storms around us. We are focused on what we're going through. Unemployment, um, whatever, whatever. Okay? I'd never like to talk about these things. But you know, um, political unrest. Um, we wish uh, Uncle Bob has gone with me down. So <laughs> That's why I'm not a pastor. <laughs> we, do you guys understand? We've been praying. We've been pleading. We've been begging. We've been, we, we even want to send assassins. And uh, we, 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 we do all those things forgetting that he's in control. And also forgetting the one time I was praying for Zimbabwe earnestly with Pastor, um, no, 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 Tafara, Evan. I was praying for Zimbabwe because I am overseeing the whole of South and South, South, South and Sub-Sahara Africa. So I said to the Lord, what's up already? What's up? 
He said, those people sang many years ago, long love Mugabe, long love. <laughs> long love. You're the prophet of your own life. And so often we forget these things. That our mothers, our fathers, they sang that song. Remember when they were rejoicing. I was a little child. They were rejoicing. Naki Botswana. Okay, so I was born in Botswana. So I remember they were singing those songs. They were rejoicing. And the Lord took me back to where they were singing and saying, Long live. They utter those words. In your ignorance, you will utter words that will curse you. In your ignorance, you will say, I cannot understand why I can't find a husband. You've just cursed yourself. Instead of declaring and decreeing, hey, he's coming. He's already here. He's already here. That husband that was predestined for me, he's already here. Oh, I cannot understand why I cannot find a job. You just pray and then you say to the people, I cannot understand why I can't find a job. But you just pray for a job. And now you forget that he has given you all authority, not just some authority. I'm quickly going to testify something to you guys. And those that is, is like Lloyd, I don't know, how are you Lloyd? He's from the East. Okay. Um, I, 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 hallelujah, let me say it right Lord. Last week, on the 16th of, is it last, was it last week or the week before, whatever. But anyway, 16th, 15th of November, I was praying and the Lord, I heard that the spirit of, the, of increase is upon you. And it was so strong in my spirit when the Lord said to me, the spirit of increase is upon you. And I immediately started praising God and thanking Him for the spirit of increase that is upon me. And I asked the Lord, tell me what it is that I should be doing with the spirit of increase upon me. And I knew exactly what I was supposed to do. I was supposed to pay my staff bonuses with an empty bank account. I phoned our accountant at 10 o'clock that night. I said, I'm paying the staff in uh, bonuses. She said, Chris, but da, 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 da. I said, I'm paying my staff bonuses. I said, um, and this is what I heard in my spirit I should be paying them. I paid 13 checks, okay. Uh, she said, but no one. I said, I'm not no one. This is not Babylon. This is the kingdom of God. This is the kingdom of God. And I operate according to his principles. Not to Babylon's principles. 
And now that was, I think it was the 15th or something. Uh, and I said to her, tomorrow I'm having a leaders connect. I said, this is, and I, late at night, I said, this is what I want you to pay out. Get this ready for me, that ready, this one should be kidding. God, da, 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 da. Now we work it out and needed 785,000. Okay, and then, um, <laughs> look, I said to the Lord, you're serious? And it's 785,000. And this woman is telling me how much we have in the bank account. I said, and I want those letters written. I want it delivered to my office. That was the 17th. I said, I want my staff to sign it on the 18th. I'm going to give them and tell them how much they're going to get each individual. They're going to sign that they've received it and, um, by faith. And I said, on the 22nd, I want it in their bank accounts. How much do you want to know that I had my 785,000? When I had, testify, when I had to do that transfer from having zero in that salary account, that 785,000 was there. Because I acted immediately on what he told me. And I know that the same spirit that Jesus operated in while he was on this earth, I operate in that spirit. And if he has said it, he will do it. He's no man that he should lie. Neither is he the son of man that he needs to repent. And when he said, peace be still, it was still. All the raging, all the talks, everything around them was still. You know when a storm or a tornado hits a city, 60 kilometers, the radius is 60, of the eye of the storm. Yet nothing happens there. 60 kilometers. It's just around it. Have you guys ever seen the eye of the storm? So if you remain within the eye, it can rage around you. It can fall apart around you. But if you know in whom you trust, and if you know in whom you are seated, it cannot come near you. It cannot, it will not come near you. Because your eyes are fixed upon the Lord. Now another story. In one week. And you know some of us can't even believe for a thousand rand. Some people think I get support from Fort Worth. I don't. Brother Copeland raised his people in such a way that we have to believe everything in. Whatever we, we need, we have to trust and believe it in. We have to walk by faith. So as I was talking to my administration office on, Tuesday, on, on Monday, and I said, the money's going through. I said, but by Friday, that was the past Friday. We, have, we need another 500,000. And I said, if we don't have it, we, we're in trouble. And immediately after I spoke, and I said, oh, no, I for Lord, forgive me. We can never be in trouble. As for not as long as you are with us. I say, I believe by Friday I will have the 500,000. Friday morning came. I sat with the financial guys. Da, 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 we had 280 something. It's always in the 80s, okay? 
80, 80-something. But we need a 500,000. And that's when we sat at 10 o'clock. I have already written this. How do you say thank you to the Most High? The ever, everlasting, the faithful, the compassionate, the loving God. You just say thank you. And I've already written these psalms, verses from the psalms. I've typed it. And then at 2 o'clock, so I said to the guy, okay, because we don't believe in owing, Kenneth Copeland Ministries worldwide operate debt-free. We don't owe any man anything but love. Amen? And if I tell you what my expenses are a month, you'll fall off your seat. And I have to believe that in. So, I said to the guy, let's make the payments for the 30th. And I was just praising. I was sharing with Arnold, my administration guy. And because um, now I've paid 785, you know, staff salaries and bonuses, 13th checks. Okay. I figured I only have 17 staff. Now you must know that I pay Babylon salar salaries. <laughs> The church should stop paying peanuts. Okay. So I pray, and then twelve o'clock. So remember, we need about five hundred thousand. I've been praising God. A Jewish man, not even a partner, send us two hundred thousand. Just like that. Not even a partner of the ministry. If God knows your faith, and if He knows He can trust you, and if He knows that you walk by faith and not by sight, and you take Him at His word, He will even use a Jewish man to transfer 200,000 so that your needs are met. And even your wants. Even your wants. You know, enough already that the church goes around with a beggarly attitude. We have a beggarly attitude. And yes, they say that Kenneth Copeland is a prosperity. No, prosperity gospel means nothing missing, nothing broken. Wholeness in every area of your life. We're not just preaching about money, but money is good. Money is good. And we pray complete, we teach completeness. No sickness that your body lines up with the word of God that calls you whole. That you understand that for sickness, he has given you health. For death, he has given you eternal life. For poverty, for lack, he's given you abundance. And that it's true unto you according to his word. Not your word, not the newspapers, not the newsreader, not your family, not even your pastor. True unto you according to his word. And who are you spending your time with? And who do you allow to speak into your life? The word of God, does it have final authority, first place, last place, and every place in your life? 
The reason why I can operate in the manner I do, because I stay close to you. I stay close to you. I'm intimate with you. I would love to have the abundance that some of our international officers have. But when I ask him, Father, why is it that I have to believe for everything? He says, if I give you abundance, will you pray as much as you pray now? If I give you abundance, will you believe as much as you believe now? Well, if I give you abundance, will you walk as close to me as you do now? I said, try me. Try me. Because so often when the blessing comes, then we forget the church that absolutely helps us believe that blessing into our lives. So often when the blessing of the Lord visits you, then you neglect the body of Christ. Or you forget where you've heard the first time about peace bestowed in your life. And the Lord is here this morning to answer your prayers. The Lord is here to tell you this morning that, hey, I own the cattle. He says, the earth and the fullness is still mine. When are you going to understand your sonship? I was praying with some pastors, and Pastor Helen travels with me a lot, and she's always with me. And I said, and as I was praying, and the Lord stopped me, and I was asking God, why can I call a million and it comes? And some pastors can't even call a hundred thousand. He says, because my daughter. And as I, he was talking to me, it came through my prayer. He said, because you understand my love for you. based on your love for that child. Based on your love for that child. So we need to come to a place that we understand. That little kitty song, it's my favorite, Pastor Helen will say it. It's my favorite. I sing it every day. Lloyd knows it. I sing it every way. Yes, Jesus loves me. He loves me. Yes, I know. It's a kitty's Sunday school. Thing. And how do I know that he loves me? Because the Bible tells me so. And when he went, says, let go over onto the other side. He will not let me perish in the storms. Because he promised that he will never leave me nor forsake me. He's with me all the steps of my way. All the steps of my way. Chris, how do you travel throughout Africa? And you in Singapore, Australia, Canada, and everywhere. Because he promised he's going with me. He's going with me. And I understand authority. And I submit. Because authority, submission is for my protection. And I don't submit to a man. Because I find it so easy to submit to God. That I submit to God, therefore it's so easy to submit to a man. I submit to the man. And my husband trusts me. 
He trusts me. And it's because He trusts me that I'm able to do what I'm doing. On Tuesday, I'm off to the States again. And then I'm back on the 10th. And on the 14th of January, I'm gone again. Now, if it was another husband, do you see church instead of faith to faith. Church to church. The pastor might just say, oh, bring the dead all there. He say, why is he preaching on death? I'm out of here. God has called you. Stay. God has called you. I tell you guys this one thing. Um, I was called to preach at a certain conference and Ed Cole's ministry. And Ed Cole only, it was a men's conference. And it's so awesome to be Chris Bluster. I said, I think when they invited me, they thought Chris Bluster is a man. <laughs> so I was the only female. It was a men's conference. And at this conference, my husband went with me. I could see that they were shocked, but the Lord moved. They invited me back. So, and uh, as I got up, I was saying, not only was I invited, but I was a keynote speaker. Chris Bruce. Okay. So, my husband said, we were sitting there, and I got up to preach. He's thinking, why are you putting on a coat? Is she getting cold on the stage? Why are you putting on a coat? And so he looked again. And he realized it wasn't a coat. I've just put the Holy Spirit on. He said, and as he sat there in the front seat, he said, Lord, He said that day, 2009, 2010, March 2010, he surrendered me to the Lord. He says, whatever you say, Father, wherever you want it to be, so shall it be. Therefore, I do with gladness the work of the Lord with my husband's permission. Husband, the Lord has called your wife, release her. Wives, if the Lord has called you, no matter what profession, don't lord it over your husband. Don't lord it over your husband. Because you're accountable to the most high. 
So often when we walk in, uh, my, uh, my background is investment banking, okay? When the Lord called me into ministry. So often we walk, and especially out of us, when we're in a senior position, we still Now when we get home, then the stillness is empty. about to take it with every with both hands and I'm not about to leave it I'm going to hold on to it because that blessing is my portion it's my covenant portion it's up to you my brother it's up to you he's done everything for you and he's waiting on you to take him at his word and to step into what he has set aside not for this brother, 
because you won't take his. Everything that is yours. Everything that is yours. Because so often we think we will rob another when we take it. But it's ours. Not this girl. Not this girl. Who has been to my offices? Tell them how excellent it is. Glorious. I believe in excellence. I believe in the best. Because that's what God wants the church to do. Why when they build mosque, it is glorious, it's big, it's in our face. And then when we have churches, we go for the obscure, the hidden, the not so out there. Yummy church. Time of breakthroughs. It is not for anything but for me to speak in the spirit of increase over your life. That I said yes. Because normally I don't take when I travel, I don't take invites. To speak the spirit of increase. To speak the spirit of He said, as the Spirit leads. Yeah, the Lord said, I must bless you. I don't know your situation, but God just said, I must bless you. Hallelujah. As the Spirit leads. And keep on praising Him the way you do, okay? Keep on praising because it's heart filled with gratitude. I always say, he asks, what can I do for her? Because I praise him. My husband knows, you know, when he told me that the spirit increased, increases upon me, and I prayed that night and believed him, that next morning, four o'clock, I woke up, where's the choir? I sang Malibongwe. My heart pulses. Woman, do you know what time it is? I said, isn't it five o'clock already? He says, it's five past four. <laughs> didn't even wake up with the thought of that song. But my spirit started singing. I started praising. I started praising. And I might not say I'm not a pastor. I guess what pastors do come to. I'm a pastor of pastors. him I saw the look he gave you I saw the look he gave her how can you believe her husband when I'm here 
son. I don't know, but it was a look like. How can you believe for a husband? I'm here. I believe that your husbands are coming. I believe that you should tap into that and stop selling yourself short. You saw? I'm going to hold into it. I'm going to hold into it. I believe there's going to be many marriages in this church. I speak that over you. Your set time is now. Your set time is now. Church, when I come back, I hope I find little boats. These little boats that nobody talks about. The Lord said to me, I should talk about. They get lost in the raging storm. They make it to the other side with a big boat. Or did they, when they went ashore and the demonic met them, did they run away? Did they not know how to do spiritual war? Will they be here still next year this time? I believe. Joe has been walking forever. These two ladies in front, I think it was a long time ago. Long time, hey. Now this you know they've been called. Okay, they are sons of this house. Why do I say sons? Because I believe we're all sons. Some just in female suits, some in male suits. Amen. Or should I say he, she, slash he. <laughs> you all. Hope you receive. And I'm coming back. I have so much to share with you all. My brother, if you don't take what I've just spoken over you now, you only have yourself to Because you are a kingdom financier. spoke that over me in 2004. I only had an apartment, a place in Paul's home, when he told me that I will have houses that I did not build. I have properties in your husband. I was single with my daughter for a long time because her, my, her dad, my first husband had an accident when she was only 18 months. And when the Lord spoke to me that this year I was going to get my husband. Guess what girl? 
I met him. And within three months I was married. I took the Lord at, at his word. I trusted him that he, I said, a person said, I am not looking for anyone. He said, but I'm telling you, you're going to meet your husband. I got up, I went and shared it with the then managing director of Kenneth Cop. I said, James, you know, I'm sitting in my office minding my own business. And the Lord says to me, I'm going to meet my husband this year. I said, and I'm not looking, but I just thought, let me share it with you. That day, your father but he's also your father-in-law <laughs> so you better take good care of his daughter everything you need my heart my heart always ask her. the pastors know how I talk to them you are just a congregation how I talk to them about the wealth that is stored up for the body of Christ. Walk in that. Walk with an attitude that it is already yours. That you own it. That you own it. It's yours. Know whose son you are. Don't walk with an apologetic attitude. This morning, my PA, my executive assistant found, I think, Pastor Tapara asked, how should I come dress? And he says, jeans and take his... Did you? Kinda. So I put on my techies this morning. And I thought, well, I have to honor the man said jeans and techies. I understand submission. This is not my house. And I couldn't put the techies on. <laughs> Be blessed, people. I love you. Mr. Takara, do you have an altar call? Salvation? 